You are listening to Big Trouble in Little Podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe Dove and Andy. internet peeps and welcome to another edition of big trouble Loop podcast episode 65 i believe i am joe doves and i am andy yes this is episode 65 and we are here for more planet of the apes like andy said before he's starting to like this franchise i'm starting to love it because of the new movies that we're watching don't you put words in my mouth didn't you say it i thought he said that you started to like in this franchise no, yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> you got is like one of my favorites now, sort of. I mean, I don't like it more than like Star Wars, but it's good. It's definitely good quality and and uh these new movies, god, they're so good. Just amazing. Anyway, Andy, what the hell have you been watching? Oh, a bunch of stuff. Me and some friends are doing this thing where uh everyone who's participating chooses a movie for everyone else who's participating so there's there's uh five people doing it so everyone's got four movies to watch uh-huh. this way you can choose movies specifically for the other people and i already blew through all mine and my friends chose i had to watch the death of stalin which is a dark comedy made in europe i think 2016 uh it's fucking great it's very funny very darkly funny like the darkest humor uh, it's literally about when stalin died the everyone in his cabinet kind of like trying to seize power and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i watched singing in the rain which you know everyone has heard that song and that that movie's really famous but i never really thought about why it's it's an incredibly good movie I, it, there's a reason it's it's considered to be one of the best musicals ever made um, now now well, hold on uh you said between friends you like told to watch these movies i mean these are the ones they told me to watch okay um who likes musical in your group of friends? Um, my my friend Danny. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he uh he's like the only one who had seen a bunch of them, and we do a curated movie night thing, and he did one where he showed us two of them. One of them was a uh, um uh little little shop of horrors or whatever. Great movie. Great movie, yeah. And the other one was uh the jester. It's got Danny Kay in it, and it's like. Oh, it's also really good, but it, yeah, it's just that—that that was the one thing that none of us had ever really like watched was musicals. So mm. he said, "Well, I I watched some of them growing up. This is what we'll do." But he, yeah, "Singing in the Rain." There's a reason. Like, I, I think the box quote is like the most important or the best. I can't remember what he says. Uh, musical ever made, and that's like Roger Ebert or something like that. Yeah, Rent is a good musical. Um, it's an updated, uh, not updated. My God. Um, it's a recent musical, and it's it's pretty good. There's like, um, it's talking about AIDS and like how bad it is, but in a good way. Not not saying AIDS in a good way, <laughs> just you know how to prevent it and what story happened. It, it's it's a good watch. I mean, I really liked uh, Chicago. It's more of a recent. Mm-hmm. Jersey Boys is good too. 
Um, I also had to watch Hell or High Water, which is kind of like a modern uh, Western. It came out like last year or 2017 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff Bridges is in it and Chris Pine and another guy who does a really good job, but he's not as big as either of them. So I can't remember his name. Sorry, that guy. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's also extremely good. I mean, all these movies are going to be really good because people the, the point is, what is the best movie that this person could enjoy that they've never seen before? Um, Hell or High Water is super great, and the end of that movie is, I don't know, it just feels really, it's not like a joyous ending, but it's still a satisfying ending. Um, then uh, I had to watch Assault on Precinct 13, the original one, the John Carpenter one. Okay. It was fu fun as fuck. I love that movie. It's it's super cool. I love the soundtrack. I mean, I love everything John Carpenter has made that I've seen. John Carpenter, that version is better than the new version. That's what I haven't seen the new version, and I'm just I'm just not gonna. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> um, and then the final one was uh, Roxy the movie. It's actually a Frank Zappa concert video. Mm -hmm. it's, it's exactly what you think. It's just a show that uh, Frank Zappa and the Mothers did in 1973. But I love Frank Zappa, and it was extremely good. I don't know what else to say about it besides it's got some really great songs in it, and it's funny and wildly crazy. Um. I saw Detective Pikachu, of course, but we're going to save talking about that for another time. And uh, I worked on Sunday, and Sundays are really slow. Mm -hmm. so me and the pharmacist watched all of Thor Ragnarok on his iPad. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's one movie I haven't seen yet in Thor. Um, never got around to it. Is it still on you Netflix? You saw Ragnarok? No. Oh, it's like it's like one of my favorites. Yeah. It's like, it's like that, um, Guardians, and like the original Avengers and the two more recent Avengers. Those are like all my favorites. I, I always heard like mixed things about it. Like it's really, really good because of Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, obviously he's barely in it. Honestly, uh, he's, he's good in it when he's in it, but he's inconsequential. I, I really think like Thor up until that point, I thought was kind of a boring character. And this <laughs> one makes his character so much more interesting and um, it develops Loki a little bit mm -hmm. more. Um, the the bad guy, uh, um, oh, what is her name? I can't remember. Um, starts with a C. The woman who plays her does an awesome job. Um, and I love uh, Valkyrie. She was in um, Endgame. Mm -hmm. Her character's awesome too. Like and she's like my favorite part of that movie. And of course, Hulk's in it too. Yeah, we need more. We need another Hulk movie. But then again, I don't know if we need another another Hulk movie if they keep on doing these collab things. Like, I I mean, this worked really well. Hulk Hulk gets to shine in this movie, and he's got like a oh no one cares about Hulk kind of thing, and then people do care about Hulk. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, obviously, I've seen Detective Pikachu. We will be talking about that next week uh, with a very special episode of Detective Pikachu. Keep an eye out on that. Uh, I went on a Stallone uh, binge. Oh, so that's the original Judge Dredd that you watched then? Yeah, I I like the new one, but uh, fucking Judge Dredd Stallone is my favorite one. <laughs> I love them both. I I fucking love both of those movies. Yeah, I am the law. And, law. <laughs> and then uh, Demolition Man. Uh, the three seashells. Uh, if anybody's seen that movie, it, 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 I think I think this is the only movie Wesley Snipes is like a villain, right? Correct. That can't be right. I 
I think so. I don't know. Somebody that can't be right. Somebody researched that. Um, and then I saw Rambo one and Rambo two, and I and I found out that they're making another Rambo. What really? Why? Because Stallone wants to do it because he can't do anything else besides you know recreate like his old movies or do the uh, what's that one movie where fucking every action uh, actor Expendables. yeah I, I saw the first one and thought it was just all right and never saw the other two mm-hmm. and apparently another well you have the Creed series which has Rocky in it and then yeah. Rambo. And I've heard things about another Demolition Man, but that's always been a rumor. But it's just Stallone. He likes, he doesn't know what else to do besides, you know, his old shit. That's fine. I mean, he obviously has the old guy who used to be great thing down pat because he's he's great in Creed, so whatever, I guess. You just gotta get up and you just gotta keep moving. That was a bad Stallone impression. But anyway, that's what I've been watching. I've been trying to watch more movies lately. Uh, if anybody hasn't noticed that we haven't been doing Escape from SideQuest in a while, because A, I haven't been playing any new games. And B, I just haven't been gaming. <laughs> Period. And we're still working on a new format, so keep an eye on that. So, uh, let's get to our movie of the week. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yay. Wow. Uh, this movie's fucking good. <laughs> Gary Oldman is fucking amazing in this film. He's really good. I, I Honestly, everyone was like, Gary Oldman's in it. He's awesome. He's the best. But I just thought he was like, okay. I, I don't want to. I don't want to detract from anything you were going to say about him. He was still really good, but he's not even. He's barely in it. I felt like he's just like at the beginning, and then he's in Act Three, and he's not even like the bad guy. He's mm-hmm. just a guy, and he does some questionable things. But honestly, uh, he's got several like heroic moments too. So I, I don't know. Did we call Koba a what? <laughs> we... Oh yeah, I, I, they. I mean. They they really broadcast that heavily. I, I I feel like you'd have to be stupid not to see that coming. And did you see the similarities that they were trying to do with like, um, the the ape village kind of going back to uh, the one ah, fuck I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Battle for Planet of the Apes where they had their own colony. Like it it kind of looks similar. Uh, I like how they showed that you know they were going to ape school and doing that and uh there was another moment that uh was similar to battle of the planets but i'm trying i I totally forgot but just just that scene was pretty cool seeing that there's still like the whole uh like ape killed ape Uh uh-huh and then they fight but they fight up high too Mm -hmm. It, it made me think about it i truly like that they did sign language first and then they finally speak caveman rather than in uh the old ones where they're just full out just talking in per- yeah i i went on record in our old episode saying like it bothered me because it was like then they could talk mm-hmm. it never really made sense but i like this a lot and i i watch lots of foreign movies so subtitles don't bother me 
one one little bit. So I, I was I was really happy with it. Oh, and I want to point this out. Um, the first when I was watching this film the first time, I was watching it somehow. I'm not going to say how I got it, but I was watching it, and it didn't have the subtitles of the apes talking in sign. So I'm like, so I'm like, wait, I'm like 20 minutes in this film, and they're just silent the whole time. Like, am I supposed to know what they're saying? Yeah, that can't be right. Yeah, so I was like, I rented it on Amazon Prime, and then I saw that they had subtitles. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, now it makes a lot of sense. You should have just bought it. This movie on Blu-ray is $9 on Amazon. Yeah, I'm actually going to get the box set. I'm going to get the old, uh, the one you got, and then I'm probably going to get the new movies. That's what I did. If anyone's listening to this and they're like, hey, these guys are making me want to watch the Planet Eight movies, buy them. They cost like nothing. There's like a box set that's got all the originals, the shitty one you don't care about, mm-hmm. and... um. Uh, uh, rise of the planet of the apes and it's all in like one box and it's like less than 20 bucks i think so then you'll have all of those on blu-ray and then for nine dollars you get dawn and then for ten dollars you get war so that's less than forty dollars and you'll have every planet of the apes movie on blu-ray and what's funny is that this movie looked fucking gorgeous yeah this is a good looking movie and this only came out in 2014 and i'm like God, it just, I know it's 2014, it's kind of close and everything, but this feels like it topples Endgame, in my opinion, on the animations and everything. I think this movie's available in 4K as well. Probably. I have a 4K, I'm I'm, going to get a 4K version of the movie then. It's only 15 bucks. Uh, Andy Serkis plays amazing in this. Yeah, uh, is this the one he got, like, an Oscar nomination for or something, I think? He did for one of these movies, and he deserves it, for sure. I believe so, and I just want to point out that Andy Serkis, when he's doing these CGI uh, roles and everything, uh, when they capture his facial expressions, he acts really good on portraying those emotions in a CGI character. And I'm pretty sure they probably mess around with it but he's so good and Mm -hmm. all the other apes are really good uh one of the human uh good people the 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 man uh jason clark he did uh (laughs) the only movie i know him for is terminator genesis playing as john connor (laughs) i looked him up too i actually still have him up and i was like where the fuck is he in it seems like he should be a bigger star and it's like nothing i've seen also he's got a weird face i'm not the only one who thinks that right his mm-hmm. face is a little like weird looking it's fine it's not like ugly or anything it just looks weird that's all but i don't I, like he's in a bunch of movies and i haven't seen any of them he he acts in all of the same movies and how he acted in this movie oh really yeah he he's a mediocre actor i'm i'm probably being too mean but <laughs> The, whatever role he's in, he's always had that stern face and, you know, screaming, you know, like when his son... On the, even when his son was in trouble, I didn't feel like he was afraid of his son. I don't I don't want to distract from it. Like, he did a, a above-passable job. Like, he did, he did fine, but it's kind of unfair when he's off... Or, uh, when he's acting opposite Gary Oldman and Andy Serkis. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's kind of doomed from the start. If you could recast the protagonist in this movie, uh, who would you have put there? Ah, oh, you put him under the spot. I see. Yeah, it's 2014. Tom Hardy. That would have been really good. Yeah, Tom Hardy would have been great, and I don't think he would have been too expensive at the time. Yeah, and you know he does a pretty good American accent. You don't even have to have an American accent. He could be a, a British accent in this if he wanted to. He always to. comes off as so mean, though. You almost need someone more optimistic. I mean, like, he's an actor. I'm sure he can act different ways, but he always seems more of the pessimist, more of the the the, the get done, get stuff done kind of guy. Kind of like the asshole that like shot the ape and pretty much started a war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that was a small part, but it would have been yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> By the way, uh, that actor uh, is also in the TV show Twelve uh, Monkeys. So, uh, <laughs> but again, apes don't like to be called monkeys. But uh, I just thought that was hilarious that he's. That is pretty funny. Um, the son I kind of liked. Like I did like the uh, chemistry that he had with the apes. Like whatever yeah, particularly with maurice mm-hmm. what comic was he holding by the way did you catch that or anything oh you... no i couldn't tell i didn't know if it was a book or a comic i thought it was a book it was like a graphic novel oh and he he was teaching maurice and everything um uh the plot was pretty it, like it started quickly from the the beginning like the beginning they were hunting the uh the moose or deer or whatever yeah it was a elk or deer and then the bear came out and i I didn't know that it was his son until he got attacked like i knew caesar was like with somebody but i was like who is that and then he's like i I assume that's why they do it they want to set up look caesar's got a son and also now you can tell who he is because he has that scar Mm mm-hmm and uh i like how he got a scar and and, uh (laughs) we always have a dog in our episode but uh koba and the son had like scars and stuff and even koba's like oh you know you're you're cool or you know scars make you strong yeah there you go i don't know why i was saying cool um what'd you like about the film uh, just about everything. I love that the soundtrack has like uh, it, it sounds more like the old movies a little bit, but mm-hmm. like a more modern version. Um, the movie was a little bit on the dark side, like color palette wise, it was all blacks and blues. That's and Matt Reeves. For the movie. But yeah, I, I might have that could have improved a little bit. Um, acting is all fantastic. Andy Circus fucking kills it. Gary Oldman is good as always. I don't think Gary Oldman's ever bad. Um, story is super interesting. The story, I mean, that that's that's the whole thing. Is the story in this movie is really good, and of course, visually, it's great. Um, there there was a moment at the beginning in the first scene, like I was like grossly aware that they were CG animated apes, but that went away really quick. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just me getting used to the movie, or if it was just something about that first scene where they they looked weird just for a moment. But after that, everything looks real natural everything like they look like they're in the world i'm not like acutely aware that i'm looking at cg apes on a, on a real background or anything like that um 
<laughs> it was thrilling. I like the sound design. Like all the guns sound like real firearms. Uh, this really, it 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 kind of irritated me, but enough to the point of this is like me being like super nitpicky. But when Koba picked up a gun and knew how to shoot it, I was like, wait. Do they know how to shoot guns because of the virus that they took from that, you know, 10 years ago? So they kind of understand that a trigger means shooting guns. Because I mean, he, he's smart enough to understand how to fire a gun. I just they're the apes are real accurate with firearms, especially like for riding on the back of a horse and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it's a little bit of like, I mean, just like every other ape movie we've watched there's a bit of suspension of disbelief. Oh, why do they just immediately know English? Oh, why can they already stand upright? Why are they already human sized? Why everything else in the world about these movies that it's just convenient? This movie was really light on that, just like Rise was. But I, okay, whatever. I mean, you put enough lead in the air, some of it's going to get where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. So I guess I get it a little bit. But they were like, doing. He's, he's able to like shoot. Caesar. That was the one time that I was like, "Oh no, that I don't think so." And like, shoot, he was like almost point blank with him, kinda. And when he shot him, he only shot him in the arm. I'm like, you have all that body, and you only get him in like the shoulder area. I guess maybe that's you know he's not good. He doesn't understand sight picture or anything like that. So mm -hmm. I don't. Maybe that was the movie giving us a little bit of oh he's not he's not a marksman guys. But they were kind of doing suppression fire sometimes. <laughs> like yeah, like they would just all fire, and and you know that's that's what I'm saying. You put enough uh, put enough lead in the air, mm -hmm. it's gonna get somewhere. I really like the part where he's riding a horseback though with two squad automatic weapons. Parts so fucking cool, dude. That whole like every Matt. I give Matt Reeves props because uh he's a sometimes he's like a hit or miss i love cloverfield on his shots that he did that and uh, obviously uh dawn and i can't wait to see war because he also oh he's a writer in war he's not a director fair enough um but just the sh you know the city fight and then the the woods and how they captured the town and everything i really liked it, no, it apparently he directs war as well Oh, he does? Cool. Also, he's directing a movie called The Batman in 2021. Which, oh, it's that Batman movie that Ben Affleck did an earlier screenplay of. Where Ben Affleck was the director and then not the director. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Then Batman and not Batman. This guy's <laughs> taking it over. Poor bastard. Yeah. Um. But, oh my god. was cool. That battle scene was fucking badass. Like, the... yeah, it's great. It's all exciting. I think several times I, I would like say out loud, "Oh, badass" or something like that, just because. I mean, it really was really cool. But it, there, there is still like a bit of all this, all this loss of life. Oh my gosh! But you know, it's 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 thrilling. I kind of understood what Koba was coming from. Like Caesar still has a soft side for humans because of uh, James Franco. <laughs> I guess, but it seemed like it was gonna work out. Probably, well, not really, because they were planning an assault in three days unless they heard from, uh, I don't remember the actual character's name. I'm just thinking about him. As just call him John Connor. <laughs> Malcolm. Malcolm, there you go. His name, that's it. But uh, I assume they would have heard from him eventually. And when the power came on, that would have been their sign as, oh, we don't have to attack. They, they got it done. No, and 
judging off of history, like humans, you know, we're eventually probably going to go in that woods. And you got to think about the dam, too. Uh, they're going to have yeah, to. But, I mean, nations coexist alongside each other for centuries on end without conflict. Why couldn't the same thing have happened here? It could have, but I, I don't know. This is the apocalypse. The chance. That's what that phrase is all about. <laughs> well, well, this is apocalypse, man. Like survival is a must, and yeah, but they're trying to get out of the apocalypse. Like that's that's the whole reason they want powers. They're like, look, we've got to we've got to get out of this way of living. We got to get back to society. We need to start bettering ourselves again. We need. They need to keep these lights on. We need to like make contact with other people and stuff like that. Yeah, but then you're gonna have people like that, uh, uh, that bald guy who shot in the beginning be like, the monkeys are the reason. Uh, not the monkey. The apes are the reason. Uh, you know, this world went to shit. And then you know, obviously, the doctor was like, no, it was us who, <laughs> who, who were experimenting on that. So there's always gonna be a divide, and there's always gonna be people that are gonna shoot that bullet into an ape and spark a war just like how they did in this movie yeah but in the real world there's assholes just like him all the time but that we're not constantly at conflict with these groups mm -hmm. not constantly but you know you've, you've got you've got a uh, ignorant people in real life I don't know. I just, I guess I'm kind of cynical when it comes to that because I think that... I understand where you're coming from and I think as far as like it's a fiction goes, that makes the most sense. It's like it would have come to blows at some point. Mm -hmm. But without that kind of childish ignorance of, oh, peace was possible, the story isn't half as compelling to me. Like I have to believe that because it makes the movie that much better. Mm -hmm. And I love that they still make Caesar like still don't want to kill him like yeah. at the end uh when he's talking to malcolm and pretty much says uh you know you need to go away because war is happening and uh he's like ape is gonna have to do war no matter what because of what coba did and yeah that part confused me a little like it, it does show forward thinking like caesar is a wise leader and he's intelligent he understands there's gonna be conflict i might as well just like get ready mm -hmm. but it is kind of a shame because it seems like if he it, it was like a writer's note i feel like they were like no we need the next movie to happen so it's got to end with them going to war because it seems like the more realistic thing would be try to make peace with the humans that remain try to show them look there was a coup this is a new leader we we're the ones that freed you we're the we're that that group of apes um Let's work this out because that way when the when the eventual military turns up for what I assume is going to be the next movie, mm -hmm. it'll there will be more of a, oh, no, we're all on the same side now. And obviously there's still going to be like some dickhead who wants to go to war or something. There's got to be a conflict for there to be a movie. But it just seems like it would be a wiser stance to take from Caesar's point of view. But you would th I, you would think you've got to have a third movie. I understand. And it's not even that. I mean. You gotta understand that this uh, this city was probably doing an SOS call, being like, "We're under attack. Uh, send everybody you got because we're gonna get fucked." And you know they're probably like, "Oh shit, apes are bad. We need to get there and kill them." And you know, military, it's shoot then ask later, uh, kind of thing. And I think that's well, again, that's why they're gonna have the third movie, just like you said, but. I think that's what the motive is going to be 
for them going there and not be like, oh, you know, we're here to talk. I mean, Caesar could do that, but I don't think the military is going to listen. Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to try, though. Oh, no, no, I totally agree. But then that's when you have, like, because uh, uh, I know Woody Harrelson's in the next movie. You know, him, like, taking a shot at Caesar or something. And I don't see Malcolm on the IMDb, by the way, so. Yeah, I guess he's gone. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> I can't wait to see this fucking movie, dude. I, I think it's going to be, I, won I wonder how they're going to end it. In a way, I'm kind of sad because it's going to come to an end now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you think they'll they'll continue the story of uh, what they're doing, or you think that's it? Planet of the Apes is done. Well, here's something to consider. I don't think it'll be soon, but I think that there it might happen one day because all of these movies are owned by well, were owned by uh, 20th Century Fox, which means Disney. Disney owns them now. Yeah, you're right. So. Obviously, they have a very full plate right now. Like mm -hmm. now they're still trying to do all their live-action nonsense that no one asked for, and they're going to do a Star Wars every other year, and they got to put out Fox's um, Avatar shit every other other year. they got to resolve all the other Fox stuff they bought, uh, including but not limited to two X-Men movies and a bunch of other stuff. And then they still got to put out like three Marvel movies every goddamn year. So <laughs> I don't think they're going to do it soon. But I think Disney is intelligent enough that they'll do something with it in the next decade or something. Interesting. And I'm going to figure they're going to do a reboot. <laughs> Which... I hope not. You know what I want to happen is, you remember in Rocky's that some uh, um, astronauts were lost in space? Oh, yeah. I want to see their story when they come back to the Earth that has been generated by um, Rise, Dawn, and War. Mm -hmm. That's the movie I want to see made. Interesting. I, I wouldn't mind that either. Because it would still technically be a reboot, but it would be in the universe of the three new movies. So it is and it isn't. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what else I want to talk about. Um, I kind of got annoyed at the scenes where Koba kept on going to the armory. Uh, I thought it was hilarious that he was like <laughs> acting like a a dumb funny ape. The first time I like smiled real heavy or real real big because I was like, "Oh, that's really clever. He's a smart. He's he, that's really smart what he's doing." Mm -hmm. Then he comes back and does it again, and it, it kind of lost some of its charm that time. I was like, "I get it, okay." And then then he kills him, which is what I assumed he was going to do anyway. You almost could have had the scene where he just like sneaks up on him and like snaps one of their necks and takes the other one's gun or something. But they did that instead, and I, I guess it, it provided a little extra entertainment. But mm -hmm. they they fucking fixed that dam really quickly. What was it like two days? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn, I mean... And and then you also got to think they got a maintenance deck, right? You got to think that it's going to break at some point. That's what I kept thinking, and they were like, we just need to fix it, and then we'll go. And I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. You're going to have to be up there all the time. Mm -hmm. Of course, I don't know how hydroelectric power works. Maybe it is, like, more reliable than that. They said it was a small hydro dam. Maybe I... it was built to be more... more you know 
it'll it'll stay for a few months without you looking after it or something. I don't know. Well, let's think hypothetical. Let's say that humans and apes could co- coexist, which we did see in the old movies that they they can do that. Um, I would think they would have to have some type of ambassador thing going, where you know they would humans would send people to the dam to go work on it, and then uh, vice versa, I guess, with the apes. And yeah, they, I mean that that would be even better because then the two would get more used to each other, and you could like, you know, converse a little more. Maybe there'd be like trade or something. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I did like that they had the gas station scene when the light lights turned on and the music and stuff. I love the song that they played. Like, it actually kind of gave me chills, like, because it was them hearing music for the first time in like a decade or something. Mm-hmm. It was really thrilling. Yeah, the kid was a good artist, by the way. Uh, he did he did really well in his sketchbook. Uh, what else am I trying to think of? Uh, they wanted to turn the radio on it, radio on it, radio on to see if there's any other survivors. Which obviously they did find somebody up north. Uh, it was up north, correct? That's what they said. Okay, so yeah, the military is coming, so that's gonna happen. Um. The battle scene was really cool. Uh, the oh, um, Caesar's old home. I thought that was a very touching scene. Yeah, that was a nice touch, and he like actually goes up in the attic and stuff. And I kind of like that they didn't really show James Franco that much, even in like the picture. It was like all yeah. dusty, and even on the video camera, uh, he had like his back, and it was just audio from the movie. I wonder how much they had to pay him just for that little little bit. I don't know, probably like a couple of a uh, couple grand, probably. I think James Franco was on the cheap side during those those years, right? I don't know. Uh, Twenty fourteen, he has to have been in something big by then. I think Pineapple Express. That's the only thing I remember. Am I missing anything that uh, we should talk about? I mean, you're probably missing a lot. I, I honestly think that this movie was like <laughs> this was the movie. That I had friends say, why haven't you seen this movie? You would really like this because I like sci-fi and all this other dumb nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, like friends of mine that just don't even give a damn about uh, sci-fi, like loved this movie. And the story really is really cool. Um, trying to think, though. I, we talked about the soundtrack briefly and the actors in it. We talked about the story ad nauseum. We talked about all kinds of stuff. They didn't have a lot of annoying old lines. Like, they had Ape, Don't Kill Ape, and that's about it. That's all I could think of. Yeah, I was uh, I was super glad that they didn't try to shoehorn in, get your hands off me, you damn dirty something. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And because Gary Oldman was, like, only in a few scenes, like, when he was on... Uh, camera just i just love when he yells i don't know why i think he's funny when he yells because he's just a short dude and he he seems very like a bad guy like he was a bad guy in his film kind of against the caesar but not enough to uh, he wasn't much of a heel like koba koba was like the main villain in this movie oh definitely yeah and so Gary Oldman was just worried that <laughs> he was gonna die, uh, which he he did right. He he got blown up from that blast. 
when they uh, blew up the tower? I have to assume so, yes. Yeah, because he, obviously he's not in the next one. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that scene? When uh, he, <laughs> when John Connor, or Malcolm, I'm going to say Malcolm, when Malcolm uh, took the gun and, you know, said, uh, you know, Caesar's a good good ape, we know. We- I think that's one of the dumber scenes in the movie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, I couldn't, I was like sitting there like, why isn't he telling him? What's going on? Why isn't he telling them? Oh, there's <clears throat> there's going to be a coup if we just wait. Things are going to get resolved a lot better. Uh, like you know, obviously he would still argue for oh, we still have to fight him or kill him or whatever. But still, it seemed. And then he'd be like, oh, now's our chance to kill all of them. But the plan didn't even work. Didn't even bring down the tower. So mm-hmm. like, I guess they didn't. They didn't get to finish setting the C four. So I'll give that to the movie. But. That movie, that scene is stupid. Yeah, at, at times I was like, it's kind of like a catch-22, because if, if he said, hey, you know, Caesar's up there, you're doing a coup, I think uh, Gary Oldman would be like, oh, his name is Dreyfus. Dreyfus would have said, um, no, like, we got attacked. You know, even if we did allow Caesar to do the coup, we won't be leaders anymore because if you remember in the beginning, remember when the apes first came to the city and then everybody was like, well, what happens if they come back again? We're, you know, we, we can't trust these apes. And I think that's what he Dreyfus was thinking. It's like, I, you see, that would have been a better scene than one where he like takes the gun slowly. And they're all like, uh, what are you doing? And, He's just like, we have to give him a chance. And then he just explains nothing. I would have rather seen that scene where he explains, you know, in shorthand or like he starts to explain and then you cut away to Caesar and Koba and then you come back and you know that he has explained. And then they have that conversation. Oh, no, now's our chance. Uh, You don't understand. They're not all bad. Oh, but no, this is it. I would have rather seen that. That would have been a better scene. You would have got uh, more acting from Gary Oldman. It would have been uh, less less of a throwaway kind of dumb scene. No, but you got oh. that. You got that awkward. You know them staring at him take the gun and quickly turn it towards them. And I was like, <laughs> why'd you have to get the gun so awkwardly like that? Just take it and you know say hey, point it at them and be like, hey. This is what's going down. Are you with me or are you not with me? And I think I think he would have to take a chance and be like, I might have to shoot you if you're not with me. But then again, that wouldn't go with him being a good man. He, you know, he's shooting his own kind kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Caesar, he did have trust issues with humans because of uh, that one asshole who had a double barrel shotgun in his toolbox god i hated that part i was like you're going from a cute scene to like now they don't trust you and probably want to you know kick you off the property which they do but then you know uh what was the wife's name again cornelia was that probably i think so i can't remember yeah, like she was sick. They didn't explain the sickness. I'm guessing it was like a cold, maybe, or ammonia. I, I mean, at first I thought it was brought on by her having given, but I, I don't know why it would be pneumonia. But yeah, it was Cornelia, by the way. Hmm. Yeah, but overall, this is a fucking good movie, and you guys need to watch it. Yeah. Uh, we again, I think we both recommend it. <laughs> oh, definitely. 
So let's get into our ranking. Andy, where do you put Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? I've been thinking about it really hard since I watched the movie two days ago, and I've slept on it. And uh, I think it's number one. Really? Yeah, I think I'm going to put it at number one. Wow. Because I think uh, I, I think the original movie is still like more important, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. But I think that this is a better made movie. I think the story is more compelling. Um, obviously, it's more visually compelling, but that's not fair. The original made in 1968. Mm-hmm. And the original one still has the most iconic... You know, get your hands off me. It's a madhouse. You blew it all to hell. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. The original movie is still a masterpiece. But if someone said, I'm going to watch one Planet of the Apes movie and then I'm never going to watch another one, I'd probably tell them to watch this one. Yeah. Wow. I didn't expect that. I, th- I thought you would be like. Yeah, I didn't expect it either. Like, I, th- that's the reason it made me. I had to think about it for so long because I'm such like a snooty movie asshole. It seems like the original has to be number one, but honestly, I think this is a better movie. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I'm, well, I'm shocked. <laughs> this this is uh, more shocking than any uh, WWE Raw storyline that they have now. <laughs> well, that's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, so you have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes as number one. You've moved. Planet of the Apes, 1968 to 2, Conquest at 3, Rise at 4, Battle at 5, Escape 6, Beneath 7, 8th is open, and obviously Tim Burton is at number 9. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's not going anywhere. I, there's no worry about that. Yeah. So, I changed my list twice. I had Dawn at number 3, and then Rise at number 4, and I had battle at number two but i was like dawn is so good uh and i'm thinking when war comes out i think the number one might change if you know they go with this momentum of being good movies i i I don't think war is gonna be better than dawn you don't think i don't think so no i I think uh, i think war i think we more or less know what's gonna come of war it's gonna be a war like like dawn had like ups and downs and like a potential peace and then like a conflict and then like the conflict i was expecting isn't the conflict we got i thought that the humans were going to get impatient and shitty and attack the apes and then they were going to get overrun in the woods but that's not what happens at all koba like there's a he he uh dethrones caesar and like takes control of the ape army and attacks San Francisco? Mm -hmm. That's way more interesting, and I didn't see that coming at all. I thought it would be the other way around. War, I'm pretty sure the apes are just going to be ready for war. Uh, The military's going to show up. There's probably going to be, like, an attempted, oh, we don't want to fight. Why don't you fuck off? Hey, why don't you suck my dick? And then there's going to be a war. (laughs) And I I mean, I know there's going to be some surprises, obviously. It's a lot of the same writers, the same director. They're not going to, like, let us down or anything. But traditionally, when you do that with a, with a series like this, um, the directors and writers used up all their best uh, hits the first time. Mm-hmm. Like they got um, uh, 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 Skyfall is my favorite example of this, the James Bond movie. Skyfall was like the best Bond movie in years. And they begged the directors, like, you got to make another Bond movie. This movie was great. He was like, I don't want to do it. 
I don't want to do it. And they were like, look at all this money. And he said, okay, I'll do it. And then he made Spectre. And Spectre is like good, but it's not great. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of tell his heart's not in it as much. And I'm worried that's what's going to come from war. It's going to be like really good, but it's going to be like, man, after the brilliance that was Dawn, where did where did all that go? And it's going to be, it went to Dawn. He used all his good ideas. You can't just do the same movie again. So I don't know. It, it might be great. It might be the best one. I don't know. I, I, the only thing I can say for sure is it's going to be better than the Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, before I go into like where I put Dawn, um, what do you think is going to happen in the next movie? Do you think that humans and apes are going to coexist just like how uh, the old movies d did? Or you think that there's going to be a clear winner or mass casualties to the point of both side loses? I think the apes are going to win, but I think there is going to have been some kind of a splitting of ranks on the human side. Mm. And there are going to be humans that are like, oh, no, this is wrong. And then they end up living like a uh, maintaining a tenuous peace with the apes. I mm. think that's where it's going to leave off. It's going to leave off. It's got to leave off somewhere that's at least kind of like cheekily, barely optimistic. Do you think Caesar lives or dies? I think he lives. I'm going to go with Caesar is going to die midway and the sun is going to be pretty much. Uh, Blue eyes. Yeah, he's going to be the one that's going to pick up the rank. And I, I would have said that if it hadn't been for like all the press these movies get from how great Andy Serkis. True. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, sure will. My ranking is I have Planet uh, number one, Planet of the Apes, nineteen sixty-eight at uh, number one. Uh, number two is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Number three is Rise. Four I have Blank for the moment. Uh, five I have Battle. Six I have Conquest. Seven I have Escape. Eighth I have Beneath, and then I have the shitty uh, Tim Burton at number nine. That's that's something else you and I disagreed with was uh, Battle over Conquest. Ah. Uh, Conquest was cool. I did like that they um, took over and had that amazing ending scene where it just it was silent. Uh, but I do like Battle more, just because. Uh, this, I mean, maybe this conversation is best saved for like our capstone episode. But mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the first like four episodes or more, we were almost on the exact same page, and now we've deviated in some interesting ways. Hey, Luca, do you have to do that right now? <laughs> I don't know how well that picks up on my new mic, the old mic. Uh, it picks it up, but, you know, we always have uh, outside noises and, and dog noises on our show, so. It's all... Can you wait a little bit longer? Just be a little quieter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at our Star Wars list. You hated, uh, you hated my Star Wars list. Well, not hate That's it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, we had to debate that one pretty heavily. Yes. And you never know. Maybe war will change things up again for me. We'll see. And then, uh, guys, we have war next, and then we're going to have a recap episode where we pretty much discuss what we've seen throughout the series and what we like and what we dislike and everything. It'll give us a nice round 10 episodes of monkey business yeah. and then on uh the last episode of the planet of the eighth then we're going to reveal the next 
series that we're going to watch. But anyway, Andy, any projects you're working on for movies, like blogs or something, or videos? No. Sort of. Not really, though. Sort of. Sort of. Stay tuned. Uh, my, me, on the other hand, I'm still updating uh, nerdreview.com. If you go there right now, you're going to see the site's all messed up, but, you know. <laughs> you can buy stuff. You can buy nothing. Yeah, you can buy nothing. There's a cart there. <laughs> And our podcast is also on there, too. But you could also get our podcast on Podbean, which is novnetwork.podbean.com. And also go on a uh, Spotify and iTunes, where you go to Nerd Review uh, Network. And all our episodes is there for Escape from SideQuest and Big Trouble Little Podcast and The Nemesis Project, which is me and Zach's uh, Resident Evil episode, which we just released uh, a new episode today, Resident Evil 1 Remake. Yeah, go listen to that Nemesis Project stuff. They go a lot more in-depth than we do on these shows. Mm -hmm. We go like an hour and a half. <laughs> so if you like Resident Evil, uh, head there. I think... And if you don't, then okay. Or, you know, give me a like <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, I think that's where we'll end the episode. Remember, next week is War of the Planet of the Apes, and then come back here and we'll talk about it. Until next time, everybody. See you next week. Thanks for listening.